like to welcome everyone this evening to Slim Spirit and Life International Ministry Midweek Bible Teaching. Amen. We won't call it a Bible study. We'll call it a Bible teaching. Amen. Amen. It's, it's been a minute, but we're back here, and I'm, I'm excited at what God is doing through us as Spirit of Life International Ministries. Amen. And, and we will be starting our teaching tonight on a subject that God has been pouring into my heart for some time now. And, and, and it's just, I guess this is the right time for it to come forward and be taught to you, and I pray that it blesses your spirit. Amen. Amen. We will be on this, mid, this subject of midweek in our midweek service. For some time, amen. But I'm glad y'all are here to open your hearts and grow and mature spiritually with this truth, amen. Amen. Now the title of this truth, amen, is The Idea of God, Thy Kingdom Come. The Idea of God, Thy Kingdom Come. The Idea of God, Thy Kingdom Come, amen. We'd like to welcome everyone here with us today through our podcast and through our teleconference line. Welcome to Slim, where we are building believers according to their true identity and purpose in Christ. Amen. We're glad to have you this evening as well. Glory to God. And the title of this teaching is The Idea of God, Thy Kingdom Come. We're going to start with the introduction today. The title of the introduction is Teach Us to Pray. Teach Us to Pray. Amen. Now we're going to stand on our feet for the reading of God's word. And we'll be coming from Luke 11, 1 through 2. Luke 11, 1 through 2. When you get that, let me hear you say amen. 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 Get that down. Amen. Luke 11. One through two. And the word of God says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. As in heaven, so in earth. Amen. You may be seated. Now, the disciples had, had, had come to Jesus at this moment and, and, and he wanted to learn how to pray. Amen. Now, prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is communication through conversation. With God, giving Him legal access to interact in earthly affairs according to His will. Prayer is communication through conversation with God, giving Him legal access to interact in earthly affairs according to His will. What prayer does, prayer activates God. To fulfill his desired will in the earth. Prayer activates God to fulfill his desired will in the earth. Amen. See, God never answered prayer just because we were crying out for a need. 
Our crying never moved God. It didn't matter how loud, how hard we cried when we prayed. The crying never moved God. Amen. See, God answers prayers because we activate him to fulfill what he already desired to do in there. Amen. He answers prayer because we activate him to fulfill what he already desired to do in the earth. See, prayer has to be in alignment with his will. Prayer, you, you can't just pray what you want to God. You take what you want and you go find what he promised in his word about it and you pray the promise back to him and that is the thing he will fulfill in answer. Amen. See, answer prayer will always reveal the nature, the will, and intentions of God for man in the earth. Prayer will always reveal the nature, the will, and intentions of God for man in the earth. See, God knew that if he could get his nature, his will, and intentions into man, the earth will begin to operate According to his intended desire for it. I repeat that. God knew. That if he could get his nature and his will. And intentions into man. The earth will begin to operate. According to his intended desire for it. See God gave man authority over the earth. That means earth was conditioned. To obey every command of man. What man said is what the earth was conditioned to obey. Because man was given legal authority over the earth. So when man said what God said, it gave God access to work through man to turn the conditions and the things going on in earth just like there's conditions and the things that are going on in heaven. Amen. See, Prayer is the communication through conversation with God. See, God just can't come to the earth and do what he wants. Amen. God can only access earth through the man he created to have authority over. Man is God's steward in the earth. Giving God access to implement his will through the man, the one he gave control over to run the earth. Amen. Amen. So prayer was the thing that God worked through in the man. It was the communication process between God and man, getting God's will into man in order for God to act through him to get what he already desired. So prayer wasn't for us to look at the condition going on in the earth and cry back to God. Oh God, I ain't got no money. God, I, 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 I can't do this. God, my family's going through. God, God wasn't moved. By that. God was only moved by the will and purpose he put in man for her. When man take that word, which, which is God's will, God's will is in his word, and pray that back to God. God know that's in alignment with what he said. He would activate that in man in order for man to fulfill that in which he desired to go on in the earth. Amen. That's good right there. But Prayer is the communication through conversation with God, giving him the legal access to interact in early affairs according to his will. Amen. So 
This is the thing. Communication is one of the most vitally important things in any relationship. Any relationship. Any relationship that doesn't have communication is not a great relationship. Amen. See, it's through communication that desires, intentions, and motives are revealed. If you talk to a person long enough, believe me, their desire and what they're attending will automatically be revealed. Every relation you go in, relationship you go into starts with some type of communication. I met my wife, hey baby, how you doing? How you, how you? What's your name? What's your favorite color? What song do you like? I was trying to learn her desires. What she like through communication. And then through what I'm saying, she know that I was what I was intending on. I wasn't intending on just being a friend. I was intending on being more than a friend. But it all came through communication that I could build the relationship. Because in the relationship through communication, what I want will eventually be revealed. Amen. Amen. So intimate relationships are built off of proper, effective communication. Intimate relationships are built off of proper, effective communication. Amen. Turn with me, First John 4 and 7. First John 4 and 7. Not Second John, not Third John. This is the epistle of John. First John chapter 4, verse 7. When you get that, let me hear you say amen. amen. Everyone there? First John, chapter 4, verse 7. Amen. amen. And look what he says. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. And this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God. But that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Amen. Amen. That's good right there. But within that passage of scripture, a statement was made about God. It said that it gave us a command for it said, but love, let us love one another, for love is of God. So when something is of something, that means it consists of that thing. That means love cannot be love unless it consists of God in the equation. You can't love 
properly without with God being absent. God has to be in the equation of love. Don't let no one or anyone tell you they love you and have not a relationship with God because they're ignorant on the proper way to love. It says love is of God. And then it, and after that it says and everyone that loveth is born of God. Love it is mean to someone who continuously loves. You say love it is like the action of loving. Love it. I mean it's continuous, it's actively loving all the time. You say everyone that loves it is born of God. So if someone says they are loving you, they have to be an offering of God. They say they have to be born of God, amen. But why is that? And they have to know God. So you're telling me if somebody is telling me they love me, they have to be of God, be an offering of God, and have knowledge of God, according to his word. It said, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves it is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. That means he do not, we who does not love has no knowledge of God. And then it makes the key statement here that is so important. God is love. It didn't say God loves. It said God is love. That means if love is only defined by one word, if somebody asks you what is love, your answer has to be God. There's no other definition. But then it goes on to say, in this was manifested love, the love of God toward us. That's key. They say manifest. I mean, when something manifests, that means it's displayed, it's shown, it's expressed. Okay, this is, if God is love, how did he show it toward us? He sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Not for him, but live through him. And he said, here is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation, that means the sacrifice for our sins. The sins that we should have died for, he took our place and died for it, that we may live through him. Amen. He said that he sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. It didn't say love God back. It said God loves us. We must love one another. This is the love. This is what I'm getting at, sir. This is what it's showing. It's showing that love is something that has to be expressed. It didn't matter how much God is love. It showed how he manifested what he was. He said, okay, I'll show them how much love that I am. I'll send my son to get them out of all the mess that they're in. Every sickness, every disease, every poverty, every sin, every lack. Every, everything that they were caught up in. I'll get them out of that. Amen.
Amen. And I will send my son to clean up their mess. I give them the identity I desire for them in the beginning. Amen. I'll give them a, a new life. I'll make them a new creature. Amen. Amen. I will take them out of the old sinful nature and give them a new nature. Because of this what I, is what I am. This is how I will manifest myself to them. Amen. Amen. Not that they love me first, but to show that I love them. And what I show them, I want them to do for everybody else. That's love. But see, love is something that has to be expressed. Love can't be love unless it is extended or shared with another. Love can't be love unless it is extended or shared with another. See, love needs or desires someone or something to express, extend, and share itself with. Love is designed for the benefit, empowerment, and development of another. Love thrives and reaches its peak in a relationship with another. Amen. Loving yourself is great. It builds your self-esteem. But love goes to another level when it's loving someone else. Because if God is love, Him being love alone wasn't benefiting no one else. He had to extend his love to someone else. He had to create something or something he could be in a relationship with. Something that was compatible to what he was. Amen. And see, since the key to every relationship is communication and God's method of communication is prayer, exactly what were the disciples asking when they asked Jesus to teach them to pray? Amen. What were they asking when they said, Lord, teach us to pray? As John also taught his disciples. I'm going to give you this. What did they were saying, Lord, Teach us to have communication with love, like love has communication with you, so we can be in that type of lovable relationship and get love to express itself toward us so we can express love to the world. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In earth. As it is in heaven. What they're saying? The atmosphere of love comes. That that same love in heaven be expressed in earth. According to the will. Amen. Turn with me. Can they say, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples to pray? Matthew 3. Matthew 3, verse 1. Teach us to pray. Matthew 3, verse 1. When you get there, let me hear you say amen. I need y'all to stick with me through this. Matthew 3, verse 1. Amen. Amen. 
See my baby still turning. Amen. Amen. Look what it says. It says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Amen. Now, they told Jesus to teach them to pray, and John also taught his disciples. Prayer has to be in alignment with the word and the will of the one that you're praying to. Amen. And the one that you're praying to, there has to be some type of relationship between you and that one. Because y'all communicating and strengthening the relationship in order him to release back to you the thing you were praying for in order to implement that thing according to what they desire in the relationship. Amen. But they say, teach us the prayer John also taught his disciples. Now John the Baptist was a prophet. He was the pinnacle of all prophets. Amen. In Matthew eleven eleven, write that scripture down. It says, "Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there had not none, there had not risen a greater than John the Baptist." That's what the word says. Yeah. So John was the prophet of all prophets. And see, a prophet, by definition, is one sent with the word of God. So there was no one sent with the word of God greater than John the Baptist. And John, and they asked Jesus to teach them to pray, like John also taught his disciples. So what John was teaching his disciples to pray had to be according to the will and the word of the one he was praying to. Amen. Amen. So scripture speaks of John as the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Amen. Amen. Now, glory to God. I'm over here now. I might as well get into glory to God. Tell me in Luke 3. We got to tie this together. Luke 3. Alright. John, John was a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. He was the one sent with the word of God. And the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray like John taught his disciples. So what John taught his disciples to pray had to be in the line with the word and the will of the one that he was praying to. Amen? Talking about Luke 3. Amen. That's where we're going, right? Everybody there. Luke 3, 21. Look what it says. It says, Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying. <laughs> it says, And Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was open, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son, in thee I am well pleased. 
Amen. Now, every child of God is beloved to God. Amen. So if you're a child of God, you're his beloved. And if you're his beloved, that means he's expressed and manifested his love to you, meaning he has a relationship with you. But look at the relationship exposed once Jesus was baptized and praying. It exposed that God's spirit comes to live in a beloved son. And that the heavens are open to a son. There isn't a scripture in the Bible that said the heaven closed again once a son was on the scene. Amen. Now beloved. That word beloved means to be esteemed. Dear to favored, worthy of love, to be fond of, to love dearly. Now that don't go just for one son. That go for all sons. Amen. Amen. Now let's tie this in. Now let's go to Matthew 4 and 17. Matthew 4 and 17. You get there, let me hear you say amen. amen. Glory to God. Look what it says. It says, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. Now, John the Baptist and Jesus had two different types of ministries. One was crying, a voice crying in the wilderness to prepare the way for the Lord. One came as the word and he was the Lord. See, they had two different types of ministries while they were on the earth. But they were both in alignment with the will of the Father. Y'all with John the Baptist and Jesus had two different types of ministries while they were on the earth. But they were both in alignment with the will of the Father. Now one, being a prophet, was sent with the word of God. One was sent as the word of God. One was a prophet. One was the son of the living God. Amen. A prophet is sent with the word. A son is word. Amen. But they had two different types of ministries. But in the earth, but they were both in alignment with the will of the Father. So the voice prepared the way for the word to come. But the word came as the way. Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. According to John 14 and 6. But they said that John came to prepare that way to come. John prepared the way to the Lord. Jesus was the way of the Lord. Amen. But although their ministry was different, they were both in alignment to the Father's will. 
Although they both of their ministries were different, they shared a common message. A message about something being at hand. Now when something is at hand, that means it is available and accessible to all. Amen. See, both John the Baptist and Jesus spoke of a kingdom of heaven being at hand. They shared a common message through different ministries. Amen. So, when the disciples come on, give me this one. Now keep this in mind. No one should teach or preach you anything that they themselves don't have proper knowledge or experience with. So, if the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray like John taught his disciples to pray, that means Jesus and John had knowledge of something that they could give to them because they had experienced it and dealt with it and was caught up. Now, kingdom knowledge don't come from information, but only through revelation. But revelation can't come outside of a personal relationship. And the strength of every relationship is communication. And and God's way of communication is through prayer. Amen. And and John and, and, and Jesus' message, both coming through different ministries, but was still in alignment with the same will of the Father, and they spoke of a kingdom at hand, then obviously what God wanted them to know through communication with prayer was about a kingdom that he had available to all. John the Baptist and Jesus both had knowledge and experience concerning prayer because they had a relationship with the king. Having a relationship with the king gives you knowledge of the king and his kingdom. If communication is the strength of a relationship and the king's method of communication is prayer, then prayer is what gave them knowledge of the nature, will, and intentions of the king. So what were the disciples asking to be taught? What did they want to know? The disciples were asking Jesus to teach us how to communicate through a conversation with the one who is loved so that we can gain knowledge of his nature, his will, and intention, giving him legal access to interacting earth affairs according to his will. We see how love acts through you. We saw you lay hands on the sick and recover. We saw you make the lame walk. We saw you raise the dead. We saw you cast out demons. This only came through a communication, through relationship, because you went in a prayer and you came back with all power. Amen. Amen. We know you were a man born. You didn't come as God, but that you were a man filled with God. We were at your baptism and saw the Spirit come on you like a dove. What John saw the Spirit come on you like a dove. 
Amen. After that, you were led to the wilderness and you come back with all the power. Amen. We know that you're the son of Joseph and Mary. But there's something in you that we don't have. There's a knowledge of something that John spoke about with that hand, but when you showed up, it was expressed. Amen. Well, then what were they asked? They were asking, they said, teach us how to build an effective relationship with the one who is loved. So that we can have knowledge of his will, nature, and desires. We understand through your life that this gives him legal access to effectively operate in the earth according to his will. Amen. It's through prayer that this was exposed. Amen. They heard John talk about the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom at hand. So what you think John was teaching them to pray? About a kingdom. Amen. So what did Jesus teach them? We're about to close up. What did Jesus teach them? Tell them to Luke 11 and 2. And we're going to close up. We're going to get part two next week. This is good. Amen. Luke 11 and 2. This is the second part of our foundation of scripture. Of our introduction. Teach us to pray. Look what Jesus taught. What did Jesus teach them? I can see Jesus say, okay. Everyone there? He says, he say, okay. When you communicate with love, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thou kingdom come, thou will be done, as in heaven, so in the earth. Jesus taught them that if you will communicate with the Father, who is the king, that is love, communicate with him concerning his will, intentions, and desires. Don't tell him about what you're going through here. Because you were not sent here to be subject to the conditions that are going on here. So don't tell me what's going on here. And pray that back to me. I'm not moved by that. Communicate with him about the very thing he desired from the beginning. Communicate with him about the idea love desire to express in the beginning. Amen. God was only concerned by a kingdom coming about earth reflecting heaven. He wasn't concerned about how bad earth was. All he knew was how good heaven would be when it began to take effect in the earth. See, what is going on so bad here can't stop a hint what is going on if his will and his kingdom be done in the earth. Amen. God's original idea, the idea of God was to extend his heavenly kingdom to the earth so that heaven and earth would function on the same accord. The idea of God was a kingdom idea. The idea of God is our kingdom come. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Glory to God. Give God a hand for that word. Amen.